You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hello and welcome to week 19 of the Foot Weekly Podcast and Team of the Year is here. We've lined up a Team of the Year to discuss Team of the Year and it starts with Edge Apes. Hello. Yeah, I prefer to think of myself as the icon SBC of the way to go. But, you know, Ben, I'm, I got to be honest, I'm not doing so well right now. Oh, yeah. And it's because I have decided that I'm going to hold my packs for the full team of the year release, which means that I just am sitting, watching, waiting, mm. seeing people open things, get stuff, stuff that I would like, but trying to remain strong here. Yeah. And I'm, I can feel myself getting weaker and weaker and weaker. Yeah. Hold strong, Japes. I'm in the same position. I've I opened some of the position-specific ones because, you know, Obviously, it makes sense to do that. But apart from that, I haven't. And uh, yeah, it's getting difficult. It is that SpongeBob. It's SpongeBob, isn't it? That meme of him looking through a grate or something. And there's people sort of having fun behind the grate. We also have with us, as you'd probably expect, someone who I'm sure, actually, I don't know, is probably holding what he can. But I'm sure because you're grinding stuff, you're, you're opening packs, right, Josh? Oh, yeah. I, uh, I tweeted this morning that I started uh, Team of the Year with 275 packs. And I've opened comfortably over 150 packs, probably kicking on for 200 now. And I have 240 packs saved up worth significantly more than the 275 that I started with. So I'm in like a, a good spot because the grind's just nice. And um, yeah, I had a lot of... Well, have you packed anything? Mm. Uh, yeah, loads and loads of fodder, lots of informs and nothing remotely verging on blue. I had one like exciting moment from a rare Electrum where it came up as silver and I thought it was an icon because uh, I was tired. Uh, and it wasn't. It was just a, a rare silver. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I do feel good because I'm I'm a I've got sixty eighty three by tens and sixty eighty four by fives saved. So like mm. I'm I, I'm sitting on those until I, I don't know. We'll probably talk about when to open packs. But Thursday, obviously, they, they all should come in. Maybe a little later. We'll see. We'll see. Mm. We also have with us, nice to have him back. First time in 2024, I think. Gameplay critic and consultant, Brammers. Hello. Happy team of the year. Yeah, happy happy new year. Happy new team of the year. Uh, I am, mm. in fact, the guy behind the grates. Uh, <laughs> I have been... Uh, <laughs> I broke a little early. Uh, like, I started off on Friday with loads of... Well, not like crazy amounts of save packs, like 120 or something. 
you know, all those kind of 83 times 10. And, uh, and I opened everything that was like, you know, quite mediocre, didn't get anything. And then there's actually quite a lot of stuff you can cycle things into already, which is, which has been nice. So I've been doing that and it's gradually kind of snowballed from there and escalated. And at this point I'm sort of lying in the gutter, grinding everything into 81 plus doubles and, and so forth um using the the new exchange and and whatnot um but having a lot of fun and i still have a fair amount of packs left for later in the week but yeah team of the year is upon us and so the degeneracy begins so have you packed anything no <laughs> no <laughs> i i've um well i did oh my gosh the internet's a lie <laughs> it really is it really is a lie i did no to be fair i did pack um the team of the year icon check the goalkeeper. Okay, you definitely packed something then. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, you're right. You're right. I shouldn't lie to you like that, Japes. Um, I meant that I hadn't packed a team of the year in its purest form. You did. You packed a team of the year icon. It's not the same, is it? I, I'd have taken one. I'll be honest. I'm at a point right now. I'd take anything I can get that's got something blue on it. All right, all right. I, 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 I have misjudged the situation. You, so you're you're telling me packing R9's team of the year icon <laughs> would not be the same no. as packing Oberdorf. I want Oberdorf. Caroline Graham Hansen. <laughs> Obviously, if it was um, if it was R nine, that would be slightly different. To packing or Oberdorf, to packing Peter Check. Mm. I just I don't know what it is. I think it's um, a psychological condition. I'm just very excited about the team of the year cards specifically. Well, if anyone wants to feel better about their team of the year, I think mine could not have possibly started worse. Oh, I was looking to snipe Pateus and doing it on the web app. Must have accidentally reset the name filter. And ended up sniping a KDB for five million coins, oh! which oh! which was pretty bad at the time because he was four million coins. Um, and then I was like, "Oh, that's such a loss! I couldn't bear to take it." So I played my champs. But honestly, KDB was useless. I would not recommend him. Um, and <laughs> this morning he dropped another million coins. So uh, you know, if anyone wants to feel better about their team of the year, then hopefully that helps. Welcome to high stakes gambling, my friend. Yeah. I mean, actually, as we're talking about it, the price of the Team of the Year players, it's been quite interesting because the attackers went into packs and they were obviously pretty expensive initially when people hadn't really packed them much. But then they went down fairly quickly, actually, but then rose again quite a bit. And midfielders have sort of almost done the opposite, I guess, because I think people were expecting that particular pattern. And so people want to kind of time their purchase or sale, I guess. Um, with that in mind and it'll be interesting to see what the defenders do i imagine they probably just stay kind of a bit more static and maybe fall off over time as, as supply increases um but it'd be worth just speaking about what we're expecting to happen this week josh you were saying that you'd expect maybe full team of the year to come on thursday and then if there are honorable mentions they would join on friday i think that's how it's worked is it yeah so you know we usually get two days for each set of positions uh which would take you take us to thursday where then the whole team would go into packs then usually the friday would be honorable mentions i think last year it was then sunday where we got all of the icons and the 12th man and this year, woman will come into packs. So I think it'd probably be Sunday before we see everything in packs. Friday's probably where you're going to get most things. Um, the, you know, the the kind of staggered releases of icons versus the actual positions has been a an interesting way of doing it. But yeah, I, I would say Thursday for full team. Friday honorable mentions. I mean, I don't know if that's confirmed yet. I've not actually seen an honorable mentions card design other than the 
obviously we're getting these objectives. We've got the Jacre objective and the Donch, as I'm told it's said, objective. So uh, we'll, we'll see. I think I think probably Friday is a good day if you if you are holding your packs. Sunday would be my longest hold because I think that's when we'll see absolutely everything in packs, including the inevitable Cristiano Ronaldo 12th man. Yeah. What's kind of interesting was looking at the midfielders. I'd say KDB is almost... Well, he's not the worst because Oberdorf is... KDB's card kind of, kind of looks yeah, garbage. I mean... Yeah, he's not a 5 million coin card, that's for sure. Well, no, but it's 3 he, million coins now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I would rather pack Oberdorf than KDB untradeable, I think. Tell me more. He just feels clunky in the game. He obviously does have good shooting, but I find working shooting angles with him kind of difficult. He's not especially amazing defensively because he doesn't have the play style, so using him kind of in a midfield two is not particularly ideal. Obviously, he'll be good. He's still got good stats. Um, he's not especially strong or aggressive. He's a little awkward to boost chem style wise, I think. So yeah, I guess I am able to do a bit of a review of him and I was not particularly impressed. It's not where I'd be putting my coins. I, I would have rather them like skipped finesse on KDB and given him like press proven. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That would have been much better actually. Yeah. Like let's fix this card a little bit. You don't like giving finesse is like uh finesse is such like a vanity play style. Well, yeah, his stats combined with regular finesse would like it's, be good. It's good, but it's like unless you're a like unless the player is like a striker, maybe a winger. Like I don't care if they have finesse. Travella would have been better for him. Yeah, I would. So I would rank him. I mean, yes, obviously he's realistically better than Oberdorf if we're talking pure. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. kind of quality of card value terms. Like just on the on the topic of Oberdorf and De Bruyne kind of being underwhelming because I feel like you've picked them out as the worst two. Like Oberdorf, for me, if you look at her, you know, the, the other four I think all look amazing. Patelas, Rodri, Bamati and Bellingham look unbelievable. But Oberdorf, you like cover up her stats. Don't show me she's 95 rating. Don't show me she's a team of the year. She looks like a decent Evo card to me. And like her mm. price kind of instantly reflected that. I think she came out of packs at about 900,000 coins, which is incredibly low for a team of the year. And she's already at 700,000 coins. You know, it's it's 
com- compared to the forwards, where even with Sophia Smith's 80 composure, I think every single one of them, it was like, they're just going to be unbelievable. It, the mids, uh, there's, there's two mid-mids in there, really. Mm. And I think the thing about Oberdorf is I was eyeing her up potentially as a future pound for pound because she might, when all the players are in packs, end up dropping. The cheaper team of the years and you know honourable mentions do tend to drop as the players get packs more frequently and uh, there isn't the demand that there is for the higher tier players who do sometimes rise once all the players are in packs and people start buying. If she ends up at like 400k, I actually think she's going to be really exceptional value because although, yeah, her face stats, if you looked at them, maybe it does look like a strong Evo rather than a team of the year, but because she has the Bruiser Plus, which I think is a great play style, and Intercept Plus is really good in midfield, and she's got the regular Anticipate Press Proven uh, long ball pass as well. Actually, the pace split can be quite nice on midfielders having really high acceleration. And she's got 96 reactions, she's got 93 composure, she's got 97 strength, 98 aggression. You know, all her defensive stats are in the 90s. She's got really, really good short passing and long passing, despite you know those face card stats not looking particularly amazing. She's got great work rates, she can play centre-back, although I don't know whether I'd necessarily put her there. I think she'd be better in midfield. She's also four-star, four-star. I think she's actually going to be a really, really good CDM for quite a while, depending on what we get after team of the year if they go straight into giving every promo player two playstyle pluses then you know maybe she falls away but actually i think she'll be pretty strong um so yeah i guess i'm kind of doing a pound for pound nomination there um, but for the future um, and talking of we'll take a break and come back and talk about pound for pound after the break hello welcome back after the break now we will talk pound for pound shortly but japes you had an interesting question for us i think well i it's like an interesting comment that you made before we left because I, I do think that the if you look at the stats i think that they're giving i'm not i'm not i'm not expecting two playstyle pluses to become the norm maybe until either close to team of the season or team of the season and i say that because i think what they're trying to do here is change the way the power curve is done because if you don't boost the stats a crazy amount, but you use the double play style to be the power curve increase, I think that's actually rather mm. quite clever and doesn't become this like... Now, don't get me wrong, like these are still insanely high-rated cards and they're going to be very, very dominant. But uh, I think the double plus is like a, you know, a way to gradually increase the curve. It's like another lever, right? We all love levers. Yeah. Uh, Bramus, do you think that the next campaign promo will have a good number of double play staff plus players or do you think they're going to wait until team of the season by i feel like team of the season will probably be three as the standard to be fair i'll be lying like half dead in a ditch after team of the year with all the grinding but but i would be surprised <laughs> if they immediately just upped everything to double play style um they'll want the team of the year cards to still be special mm. probably it's the most obvious way they can have marked them out so I would be quite surprised. Maybe they'll do it for the the occasional campaign between here and there. I could see them maybe doing it for future stars, but mm-hmm. maybe even for birthday. But uh, I, I would imagine it's a special occasion thing. Mm, interesting. I'd imagine, Josh, they will start to feed them in, not on every player for the first campaign, but I can imagine it on the you know the top four or five maybe, and then the next one you know you'll see maybe eight to ten with the double play style plus because they've got to keep the power curve going after team of the year and it's a mistake they made i think last year where it kind of stagnated yeah um just on whether we'll see it fairly quickly after team of the year i'm actually in the camp that we will and it's solely from the card design so 
the if you look at the team of the year or team of the year icon card design, they have this like it's like a bunch of triangles and a snake going behind it in blue. And uh, if you've actually had one of the team of the years in game, you'll see that when they sit in your team, all of, like it's like the double playstyles kind of mush together, and you get Collapse. this like yeah. snake of three together. And I feel like that's what it's representing. And I've seen the card design for Future Stars which I believe is the next promo. Do you remember when speculating was fun? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, I have a feeling that we, I think we're, we're in the double playstyle plus range. I do think we'll probably see a lot of average double playstyle pluses, yeah. like, you know, a flare playstyle plus, that kind of thing in there, or even, or even relentless, which isn't a bad playstyle. I just don't think it's a brilliant playstyle plus. Yeah, it's a good point about the Playstyle Plus choice. I think the Team of the Year Playstyle Plus is a pretty strong as combinations, whereas I could see the uh, campaigns that come after Team of the Year perhaps having two Playstyles, but not having such good ones. Definitely see Flair in there, maybe some long throws, uh, Slide Tackler, and that's probably a good way of them stepping down the power curve slightly, but still keeping people engaged. Uh, we should move on now to Pound for Pound. We're not going to do Pound for Pound Powerhouse as we traditionally do it. We're just going to pick a winner from last week or have Brammers do that. And we'll come back next week with a bit of a Pound for Pound bonanza once we have more options. Do send in your nominations. So yeah, Brammers, who would you pick from oh. Team of the Week, Mavropanos Evolution? The Centimid version of Fire versus Ice Tellers, uh, the Molina Evolution, or of course, Player of the Month, Pulisic. I think I'm going to go for... I, I have sentimental attachment to Alex Tellers, despite the Man United connection. So I'll go with uh, the sentiment and Alex Tellers, but I think they're all very creditable choices. Well, you say that, I thought it was a pretty bad week, you know. That, that is not a strong selection of... Well, you campaign. see, Ben, it's a new year and I'm trying to be positive. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, I'd like to hear more of that from you, quite frankly. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'll be more positive. It's, it's a great choice you've made there. And, uh, you know, Tellers is a great player. There you go. Uh, not in real it's life, obviously. But, yeah. And let's move on to actually talking about value, but talking about value in Team of the Year, which is always a bit different. Uh, the attacks actually do look pretty strong from a value perspective. Some of them, Sophia Smith and Sam Kerr. People have also mentioned Xavi as being very good, I think. I don't know if anyone's used him. I mean, Zola looks really good. Zola does look good. Shame about the Deadpool Plus, I guess, but... Why? Why is that a shame? Oh, yeah, you can't... That's underrated massively. Massively. My, my feeling is, like, by the end of the cycle... I very much hope to have a dead ball plus play style, or like not the end of the cycle. I'm increasingly feeling like I need a dead ball plus play style somewhere in mm. my squad. Yeah, I, I have this as well. Yeah, sounds like a skill issue to me. I'm scoring free kicks consistently enough with regular dead ball, so it feels unnecessary. Well, when you pay five million coins, they have to make you feel like KDB can do something. <laughs> Touche. But I just think there are way more useful attacking play styles, right? Um, what do you think about the attackers generally, Josh? How do you think they're looking? Obviously, they'll go back into packs. They're up quite a bit now. Um, yeah, like I mean, I've I've played against Sam Kerr and I've played with Sophia Smith in a draft because we've got the new draft objective. And I'll be honest, I didn't feel the eighty composure on Sophia Smith. Mm. You know, there was maybe a few moments where you're like, oh, that you know that could have gone through, but it's difficult to know what to attribute to a low composure. Yeah. I think her stats are just so good with any kind of chem style that it, it really has got to be a fairly major amount of pressure to, to properly like put her off. And when she's got 98 ball control and 96 reactions and 95 dribbling and is five, five. So has that like super 
agile way you can kind of create the space yeah. you need anyway <laughs> so it's it, I, i've no i've seen a lot of people kind of go what the hell is supposed to be a team of the year card what's 80 composure i actually don't think it's that much of a problem and and it, i don't think it, it should put you off i just want to circle back to javi because can we talk about that upgrade because it's been a plus one from his base and yet in terms of face card stats he gained six pace, six shooting, five passing, five dribbling, seven defending, and seven physical. <laughs> and like, that isn't just the face cards. Like, the in-games all match those boosts as well. But he got a plus. What Like, for me, that card now looks more like a 91 Javi should look like. Whereas mm. his 90, I think, has always been a little bit kind of harsh on him. And I would absolutely echo that for 600,000 coins... I think you'll be able to do a lot of stuff with him that there are more expensive players that wouldn't be able to perform in the way that he could perform, especially if you if you like to kind of spray the ball long. I know that long ball pass is becoming a favorite among pros at the moment because of the way it can mess with defenders trying to intercept it. If you read the play style, I think we, we mentioned it with Andy last week. But yeah, he is... He's an outrageous card. I think probably in terms of value for the player, you get the best of the of any of the team of the year cards. I think that have been released so far. Um, so I've also been playing with some of the attackers. Uh, I wanted to second what Josh was saying about Sophia Smith because I bought her when she was low during the Friday dip and used her in weekend league and have many and like completely what he said. The composure is not an issue at all. She is incredibly fast. She's much stronger than I expected. And she just scores absolutely everything. Yeah. Um, and it has helped that. Drum roll, please. Oh. I have learned how to do timed finishing at long Woo! last. Finally. Hey. Hey. And so this was kind of the first weekend of putting that to the test. And her time finish shot like anything green with her was just a banger from like you would, sh I would shoot from outside the box places. I would not shoot and it would just go in. Brammers, how did you learn? I still can't do it. Squad battles. Um, I was doing evolutions and I just thought, why don't I just flip this on? I'm on semi-pro anyway and just spam shots. Yeah, I've, I've been trying that. I still just mess it up half the time. Yeah, I, I messed it up a lot for quite a while. Um, and then I kind of stopped looking at what the player was doing and just looked at the, at the bar only because I felt like the timing of kicking it was what I was looking at rather than the timing of the actual bar. Um, anyway, whatever mm. it was, I did that enough that I kind of internalized it. And then uh, the bar obviously doesn't show up in, in champs, um, but I did some rivals and it was in there as well. So I was kind of still able to do it there. But the, the so Sophia Smith green time was, was just magnificent. She is, I mean, I sold her when she went back up. So I, I will I will probably buy her on Thursday when the prices for all of them drop because she's just sensational. The other card I tried was um, from Alone, which was there was a nano pack or something in the store where you got, I think it was like 40K and you got a loan from it. I can't remember if it was that one. I bought a couple of store packs, to be fair. Um, but I got um, the Franck Ribery card. Mm. Oh my God. Like I normally have um, Mbappe on the wing because I'm filthy rat. Um, but I put him out there and he's just ridiculous like he's like he's got finesse plus so you can cut inside green time those finesses into the top corners from just ridiculous angles um it started to feel like pre-patch fc just green timing those in um finally a, a a suitable sort of opposite number to my salah on the other wing um but also he's five star five star so like he if you want to just cut the other way and bang one across the goal into the top corner then 
you do that as well. Um, yeah. He's, he's just absurd. So that was, that was, um, yeah, those were the two that, that I tried out and were phenomenal. But the ones that tormented me, um, Harland, I found very difficult to play against. I played against a bunch of lone Harlands, um, and mm. his power shot just comes out of nowhere. Um, which is, I know is like power shot plus all over, but that was, um, quite shocking and you don't necessarily expect him on, on his other foot as well, but that's, this card has that obviously as well. It's like, I think it's, is he four star, five star on the team of the year? Um, so he's, he's a a real struggle. Um, I didn't see many Sam Kerr's, but he was, he was out in force. I played, I played against one guy using lone Caroline Graham Hansen in Holland and he would literally do some type of like dribbling stuff and just sprint down the line with Graham Hansen and then just whip it at Holland, who was the only player in the box ever, like no matter where he was in the box and it would just like glue to him. And he scored like three goals on me doing that. And I think I, I think I still won four or three, but I was like, what, what am I going to do with this? Like if this becomes my life, my team's not, my team's not built to defend this. <laughs> you know what I mean, like it was Holland feels like a massive, massive presence in the box when I played against him, which is, you feel like the way he should be, but also terrifying, also terrifying. Yeah, and in terms of more conversations about players, people will be aware there are lots of SBCs out at the moment that are probably tempting people. We want to take the time to discuss those players properly and their gameplay merits, so we're going to do it on the Gameplay Podcast, which is the supporter episode this week. So, yeah, check it out if you're a supporter and if you're not, you know, it's a good time to join. 36,000 FC Point giveaway at the moment. So, yeah, just search Support Foot Weekly or follow the link in the description. And before we take a break, come back to talk more about, you know, general content stuff, uh, people obviously, as you'd expect, quite frustrated about the number of loans around at the moment because if you spend in the store, you end up with a number of loan players that will basically just have a big impact on your champ's performance, I guess. It is frustrating. I I, I don't like it at all. I, I wish that champs particularly didn't allow you to use loans or even just had a limit of one loan player, although you'd still see you know Mbappe quite frequently, probably uh, players like that. It's hard though because clearly Brammers, they see it as a good value proposition, I guess, for, for users. And it's something that, you know, doesn't last a long time. So uh, people come back for more. It's it's one of those things where FC is like, it is a pay-to-win game, we all know this, but this is one of those occasions where it becomes a little bit too obviously a pay-to-win game. Um, like when you're playing against someone who's got, I don't know, first owner Mbappe, you can kind of go, well, they probably just paid for it, rah, rah, rah. But, you know, maybe they didn't, maybe they packed it. There's that element of doubt. When you see a loan, you're like, yeah, well, you bought that for like five pence in the store and i and i hate it because it's like a three million coin card that i can't have so i can understand why it's so frustrating you could use coins you can use coins (laughs) i hadn't thought about it that way but i think most people would say that they they probably don't buy those uh those big expensive packs that have the loans uh with coins at least not to the extent that people who who buy them with feed with fc points do. let's play let's play a game real quick well i guess this is this doesn't make sense maybe for all players but for like the 40,000 coins that you have there, you get a team of the year player pick loan for 10 matches. Would you like trade some of your weekend league rewards to use a fun team of the year icon for half the games? No, I think that's far too many coins, realistically. Like 40,000 coins is basically your champs rewards for most tiers, right? So, oh, I guess that's, yeah, I'm, I'm calculating as part of like 100K plus rewards. I, I do get it. I do understand the feeling towards it. 
I think it's maybe getting to a point where it's a little bit too regular that we're getting these packs. This isn't the first time. It certainly won't be the last that we'll get them in the store. I think the thing that's frustrating for me is that Champs is seen as this sacrosanct game mode where you're not allowed the time finishing guide on there or you're not allowed to have certain... There are things that you could do in other game modes that mm, you can't yeah, do yeah. in Champs, but yet loans are okay. Like, it just seems like one of those... You've got to make your mind up, really. I, yeah, I, 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 it's weird because when I see somebody with loans in their team in a match... I kind of laugh because I know they've spent money to get them and I just think that's silly. But, you know, it's it's kind of it, it, to each their own. But uh, yeah, for me, it's it's not it's not enjoyable. It's not what I think the game should be about trying a player out for 10 matches because you spent money on a pack. But, you know, it's I, I, how much different is that to buying a pack with coins that actually gives you the player? that you then have in your team anyway i don't know where we draw that line this is one of those things where we we look at the game and go the purity of it is spoiled by this thing um and there are probably lots of areas like this but in this particular instance because champs is so important to people we're always going to play it regardless so there's there's nothing that that is going to stop EA putting these things in packs because they sell packs. And if you are a more casual player who maybe puts 20 quid on the game every so often and you see that you can have a team of the year in your weekend league team this week um, by buying a little pack, then you're going to do it. And I guarantee the reason they keep putting them in so many of these packs is because they sell packs. Mm. Yeah, completely. I, I think that, but also like we used to complain so much, we being like the community, how inaccessible the top level of content was. Yeah, I don't think this solves that problem though. Like, yeah. I do. I 100% I 100% think you're like it it's like an 80/20. I think it solves 80% of that problem and I think the way SBCs are set up and the ability to grind with fodder solves like it to like an even higher degree. Think about how often you play Eusebio. Mm. For the average player to spend like 40k to actually get to try out and play the top level content is like, why not? I just like, I don't, I don't actually see I it's, it's annoying for those of us that are hyper committed, that spend a ton of time grinding and committing to building our teams. Right. And we, why do we build them for a lot of us to compete in weekend league? Mm. Right. That that's what we're conditioned for. And so, yes, it hurts. But on the flip side of that equation, if I'm grinding and playing a ton of weekend league and I think, you know what, I would like to play with a, one of the new loan icons that came out, that would be fun for me this weekend. I'm going to throw some coins on this or I'm going to throw $10 to use this icon player for 10 matches. So you're at a dollar per game, 15 minutes average game time. So you're spending a total of $4 for an hour to increase your overall enjoyment of the time that you're going to spend playing weekend league. I have zero problem with that. Like none whatsoever. Well, I mean, I don't have a problem with the logic of the people who are actually picking up these loans. It makes a lot of sense to, to do that. I have a problem more with the fact that it's probably the most direct way to buy a win, I suppose, if you're getting someone like Team Nier Mbappe at this point when the defenders are so far behind him. I think that is an issue and while i don't think it's a huge problem i don't think it should really be a thing in champs right 
Uh, let's part that conversation for now and we can jump into a break then on to talk about how to generate packs. Hello, listener. If you get to the end of this episode and think, hmm, could do with some more Foot Weekly podcast action this week, then every week there is a supporter episode and those supporters support for just £3 a month. And in fact, you can sign up for free on a free trial for seven days. And there is a Team of the Year giveaway going on too. So 36,000 FC points could be yours in time to potentially pack a Team of the Year. 12,000 is going to be given away each week but you only need to enter once, which does mean it's best to get in there early. So if you'd like to enter that and support the pod, keep it going, then just head over and search Support Foot Weekly in Google or follow the link in the description of this podcast. A huge thank you to those supporters keeping the podcast going and of course to anyone who considers doing so. Let's jump back into the podcast. Hello, welcome back after the break. All right, um, we're going to talk about the best way to approach content at the moment. Um, we'll be talking on the gameplay pod about all the SBC players, which ones to do, uh, discuss them in depth from a gameplay perspective. But right here, we'll start off with what happened on Friday, which was pretty dramatic. A lot of what were really visual bugs, connectivity bugs, maybe. Um, Joel Doonan, who is head of player first operations or something like that, which is the team that finds the issues and looks to do things to correct them, uh, tweeted saying, hey all, we see reports of visual issues in FC24. All our hands are on deck trying to figure out what's going on. It's a strange one, not something I've personally seen in my roughly 20 years in the industry. And trust me, I've seen a lot. So this may take some time. Funnily enough, people actually found fairly swift workarounds. I think Nepenthes was one of the people who worked it out to bypass the issue. You could essentially stop yourself connecting to the servers when you booted up the game and just connect when loading Ultimate Team and it seemed to solve them. So yeah, this is a really weird thing and obviously there are plenty of bugs in and around the game, um, but this was just pretty poor timing, I guess, for EA as well. Yeah, it was it was obviously not what EA would have wanted and I think we have not seen a kind of massive crash of FC in quite this way, This as we may have in the past with FC. Um, where a promo has gone live and it's just destroyed the servers and no one can get in. Um, this wasn't really that. People could get in, but when they were getting in, they were having these quite comical visual bugs. <laughs> yeah. uh, there are some wonderful videos of, of stuff flying around this. There's uh, Nep's um, stream. I think he had a penalty shootout where the goal just started disintegrating and flapping around, which was very difficult to keep a straight face watching that one. There was another one where the referee was moving a player around like a wheelbarrow. <laughs> I, I went I went into a squad battles match and all the players were like T-posing and stuff and it was impossible to keep the ball. So really something quite dramatically had broken, uh, but it wasn't crippling the servers. So it, it was it made me wonder when the workaround popped up where people would sort of um, not connect uh, automatically to the EA service as part of the, uh, the sort of the game loading handshake, but would instead just go straight into Ultimate Team and do it that way. Made me wonder if maybe the amount of people logging into the login servers, uh, which we, as we know from the past, is, is a slightly discrete system, was somehow creating a, a, a sort of a problem with, uh, with the rest of the game logic. Really hard to tell. And, but I, something that is interesting about this, um, obviously, first of all, it's an unusual bug that we haven't seen before. Second, uh, that there was actual public communication about it directly from a named person uh, very quickly, which is unusual for for this iteration of, of EA's FC comms and very welcome, I think, because I think uh, at the very least it shows that, you know, 
that that goodwill where you're sort of like oh look human beings are working on this and they're they're being honest about it and it's a much better mm. approach than just sitting there blankly or putting out a, a, a sort of an anonymous tweet that from from the direct communication account so uh despite the fact that it was it was awkward and comedic and um uh you know a big problem on a on a new promo friday it was uh it was kind of handled reasonably well um and um you know we all got some some entertaining videos out of it yeah it was certainly uh entertaining i guess and uh you know, i guess it didn't take too long for it to recover and there was plenty for people to do in the game which is obviously going to be a factor in terms of servers getting overloaded things like that and uh, there's some decent grinds going on at the moment and we'd expect josh with more upgrades on the way uh, for things to potentially get even better or uh, even more recyclable and I guess it'd be interesting to hear what you're going to be doing in terms of recycling players, that sort of thing. Um, also, in terms of kind of holding off opening certain things, are you going to be doing that? Are you going to stock things up for opening when everything's in packs, that kind of thing? What's your kind of approach going to be this week? Yeah, like I think just to, as a quick roundup as, of SBCs that we got on, on Friday for the first time ever, we got the exchange SBCs where you can submit a high-rated player, so from 85 to 89, and get like a pack back that, you know, for an 89 rated card, you get 51 gold players with 14 rares. So that's been an interesting addition to whatever grind people have. If you're not interested in the big player SBCs, it's a great place to put some duplicates. Or if you're holding on to fodder and you can't do an SBC, it's a great place to just get a nice little pack back. So that was kind of a bit of a shock. But daily at the moment, we now have a bunch of things to do. You've got the daily bronze upgrades and the daily silver upgrades. So that's one silver, one bronze card, and you get 12 silvers and bronzes back. You can now do that twice a day. You've got the daily gold upgrade, where for a bronze and silver squad, you get 11 gold players. You can now do that four times a day. And then three times a day now, you've got 84 by fives and 83 by tens. They both require informs, so you're probably going to have to use the team of the week player pick to go alongside those, but an 83 and 82 rate squad for an 83 and 84 by five, that it's really, really good value, but a lot to do. We've got the 83 by five attackers, which I think expires this evening, but it, it was interesting that got reintroduced into the SBCs. We might see the mids and the defenders uh, later in the week and then you've got 81 double upgrades which i think if you've not done the winter wildcard crafting i would prioritize winter wildcard crafting upgrades for your like low rated duplicates but if not then the 81 doubles a fine place to put them we've got a daily 85 plus player pick and then we're expecting the league upgrades probably today but potentially later on in the week the league specifics where you put in 11 rares and get it used to be a 25k pack that was league specific, but now it's, I think it's three rares and five non-rares is how they did it last year. And that's now going to have uh, both the women's and men's players from the country that it's from. So, um, you know, England will have the Premier League and WSL. So there's lots of places to put fodder right now. Mm. For me, what I've been doing is I had a load of small rare gold players packs left up from grinding the minor league SBC because I think it represents the best value for coins. And so I've been opening those, and whenever I've got a duplicate from the Major League SBC going in and doing that. Now, the Lib Sud section is expensive, about 10k a pop you can you can do it for without spending too much time trying to snipe players. Um, so that's kind of, if you've got coins, that's where I'd be going with it. 
if not, then, you know, if, you, if you've not got any packs, the minor leagues are the best place to go because you can complete the whole thing for about 10,000 coins and you get a load of stuff back. You get a tradable silver players pack, a tradable 5k pack, untradable 7.5k pack, uh, untradable premium mixed players pack, and then a untradable small rare gold players pack. So you get quite a lot back for that 10k coins that you can get your coins back from, but also get players to go into the major league SBCs. So... For what I'm like holding is the rating packs, really. So 83 by 10s and 84 by 5s and all those like 85 doubles and 86 by 3s, 87 by 3s that we've had from different objectives and from the season progress. I'm holding all of those until the full release. So honorable mentions, team of the year, and all the icons are in packs. That's when I'm going to hold them for because I feel like that's then your best shot. I know that, Japes, you had a... You had a question around what to take from season progress because i think you're at level 35 yeah well i'm like about to be at level 35 and i'm obviously not taking kelly smith that would be crazy at this point (laughs) no (laughs) however i am debating whether or not to do just the icon gamble or take the 84 by 20 but i think where i'm now that i've had a chance to sit on it for a little bit i think Logically, you could probably complete an icon gamble pretty closely by taking the 84 by 20. That would that would be my thinking. I think the 84 by 20 is just as much of a gamble as the gamble pack, but the 84 the chances of what you get from the 84 by 20, uh, there's probably a wider range of good things you can get, but if you don't hit, you can then take what you've got from the 84 by 20 and put it into another gamble whether that be another icon pack or even just complete a few segments of, I don't know, a team of the year sour SBC. I don't think taking an icon that you can get from an SBC in the game is a wise choice when you can get an 84 by 20 that you can't get from an SBC in the game. That's the way I look at it. Seems reasonable. Yeah. And I guess, Bram, as yourself, how are you planning to go about this week it's expected that we'll get the league specific upgrades and i believe from what's in the code it seems like it's going to be sort of paired leagues so you'll have like premier league and the women's super league paired together la liga and then you know liga feminine as well so do you think you'll just go through completing those um, and do you have a particular league you're interested in as well bon matty is one of my favorite cards in the game the, the gold uh, won my heart and the Centurion I got a little while later has been in my team ever since so you know her team of the year whilst it's one of the harder ones to pack I would imagine being super high rated is uh, is one I would like to go after so I'll be doing the uh, the La Liga slash Liga F upgrade probably to the exclusion of most of the others you know mixing them up is probably the better way to stay sane but I think the thing you have to really bear in mind is if you've not really done this before it's an it's a slog like it's a numbers game you get your team of the year out of this process by throwing yourself at it for many many days most likely um and even if you've saved up hundreds of packs it's not a guarantee that you're going to get one so it's uh it, i saw someone say in the discord the other day it's when you stop expecting it to happen that it happens um and you kind of just have to have that mindset of this is going to take a while but yeah i i'd say uh also like don't sweat it too much if you don't pack one like i know you'll see people on social media going oh i got you know uh, r9 ronaldo or i got um mbappe or whoever and it's frustrating because you're like why isn't that me why can't it ever be me but like those people are in the 
tiny, tiny minority. Yeah, it's always interesting actually, you know, with the upgrades, certain leagues or league combinations, I guess, in this instance, will have different numbers of yes. gold rares essentially in them. Um, and looking at the combinations, uh, a guy called Weaverfoot on Twitter put together a, a little table which shows the gold rares, but also the number of players 81 plus rated and 85 plus rated. It looks like, based on what we know about who's going to be a team of the year, that the Premier League and the WSL will have the most team of the years you can get. And then it's La Liga, Liga F. But in terms of fodder, is one of them looking particularly good there in terms of league combos? There is a trade-off here, which is that as a function of the number of gold rares, so like Liga uh, and D1 have 89 gold rares, but have 30 cards that are 85 plus rated. Mm. And... Premier League and the WSL have double the number of gold rares, but only about half again the number of 85 plus rated. So in terms of your proportion, it looks to me like the French upgrades will be the best ones in terms of getting high rated fodder. The reality is kind of twofold. One, you want to pack team of the years, not high rated fodder. And so therefore Premier League and, and La Liga... Um, or, or the English and Spanish upgrades look like the best options. But the second side is when you don't have many gold rares, you tend to get duplicates all the time. And so actually, if you're going to be building lots of them so that you're not discarding a bunch or having to go and do no man or woman left behind, actually the Premier League and La Liga is probably going to be the better options, in my opinion. And especially considering that you know, two thirds of the Premier League rare golds are 81 plus rated. Um, and I th- actually think this is the same in the WSL as well. It, that's going to mean that you can then go and do the 83 by 10s and 84 by 5s, the team of the week upgrade to then allow you to get those big fodder packs as well. So that that's why I'd probably err more on the side of Premier League and the Liga. But to be honest, it's it's kind of a... It's kind of a difficult one. You don't know which one's going to be the best. You often find that people like to go for Liga because they're looking for that Mbappe. But for me, I think Premier League and, and, and La Liga, they're going to be the upgrades that I'll stick to mainly. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, let's just change pace slightly just to end the podcast. I've got one of these icon player picks to end the pod. Unless there's any other business people are desperate to to mention uh, just a quick shout out to the uh, to the evolutions we've had for team of the year oh, yeah. we've had three of them one's been a a decently like high rated one an 85 rated striker position and then we've had two fairly big upgrade uh paid ones team, team of the year unsung hero and team of the year visionary that get players high rated but feels like the the single upgrade ones outside of maybe like itakura and ito and maybe you know I don't know, I think Schlupp was decent in the visionary one. They're not fantastic evolutions in and of themselves, but as uh, as chain evos, I think they're they're pretty fun. And I'm, I'm hoping we get some big evolutions for high-rated players during Team of the Year. I just, I, I think it would, it, that's what a lot of people are craving at the moment. Yeah, and I imagine they might wait a bit. You could see them thinking, well, let's focus on what's impacts first <laughs> and then we'll move on to evolutions. In terms of the, the, I don't know, like current icon SPC, we've got George Best. George Best is a trap. Don't do it. Well, we're going to talk about that in depth on the Gameplay Pod out later this week for supporters. Again, if you'd like to support and get that episode, enter the 36,000 FC point giveaway, then just search support for weekly. Let's do this pick then, which I could do with some midfield defensive 
upgrades potentially um, and my last one was not particularly great so here we go uh, okay <laughs> that's good noise quick guesses uh, Van Basten for best player okay anyone else I'll go Centurion Zanetti Thunderstruck Cafu yeah I actually have Zanetti untradeable and I got him as the best player in the last pick I did um, unfortunately so it's not him which is good um, we have a Czech flag, a Spanish flag, and a Brazilian flag. The Czech flag is obviously... Well, actually, it's not obvious. It could be Czech, but it's Nedved. The Spanish is Xavi. And the Brazil, any guesses? Just not even contemplating the fact you get Dino, Dino. I'm just not even going to do it. <laughs> Carlos, <laughs> Carlos, Carlos. Carlos? What did you go for, James? I mean, I said, I said Cafu. Oh, yeah, you did. It is actually Hezinho. Oh, my goodness. Oh, nice. oh. That's pretty good, right? That's I mean, damn good. Is this a bad time to mention my Brazilian icon, Paul, over Christmas? Oh, here we, oh, here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I managed to keep you off the podcast for long enough, and then you said you'd learn time finishing, so I to bring you back. See ya. See ya. And on bye, that note, bye, bye. let's end the podcast. I just wanted to crow about my hey. <laughs> I don't that. We'll head off, and we're going to do the gameplay podcast. But yeah, Brammers, thank you very much for coming on this content pod. Appreciate your insights. Yeah, no, thanks for having me, and uh, goodbye. I guess this is my last one again. It's been good to have you, but uh, this is it. Um, and thank you very much as well to Josh. Good to have you on. I'm sure you'll be posting about various upgrade things on X or Twitter, so uh, you should remind people where to catch you. Josh XLs or Spreadsheet Josh on Twitter. Either of those will will bring bring me up. And and yeah, we'll uh, we'll be getting into the grind probably in the next few days, and and I'll I'll be posting how I'm recycling there. Yeah, nice. And then finally, two japes. Great to have you on, and we will catch you on the gameplay pod. Cheers, Ben. Just you know, passing the days till I can open these packs. Yep. And on that, thank you very much for joining us. A reminder that you can subscribe via all the different podcast platforms. And if you're catching this on YouTube, then you know, do drop a like, a comment. It really does help out. And if you'd like to support, then just search Support for Weekly. You'll get an extra podcast every single week. A big thank you to those supporters, including those icon patrons. Dave B, Hugh J, Darren W, Alistair M, Dom P, Rob P, Jeff B, Damon H, Tom B, Adam G, Neil P, Alex M, Jake S, Dan W, Roger D, Lee A, Andrew C, Nishant, Waterman, Dylan H, Adam R, Rob L, Brendan W, Michael K, David G, Jimmy K, Michael B, Aditya S, and Joshua K. Plus a special thanks to Luke M, Dave B, Hugh J, Tom M, Darren W, and Pato Foot for advice and production assistance. Before I leave you, just one more thing to add though. FIFA's a bit like life really, it has its many ups and its many downs. If you're having a few more downs than ups in real life in these more difficult times, then please don't feel that you're alone or need to struggle on without taking action. If you go to thecalmzone.net, there's loads of resources, advice, support, or even just a friendly chat for anyone who needs it. If it sounds like it could help you, then head over to thecalmzone.net. And for now, have a good one, and I'll catch you on the next podcast. Podcast Network.